Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. I'm joined today by someone super interesting and we're here to address where everybody is thinking about and saying, what the heck is happening to crypto? And I am joined today by my friend, Austin Davis, who runs a podcast specifically for doctors and dentists who are into DeFi slash crypto. Austin, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. It's great to talk to you today. That's awesome. So Austin, we've just met, we've just been getting to know each other off camera, but for the benefit of people who were not privy to that conversation, maybe it might be nice for you to say a little bit of a hello and an intro. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about myself real quick. Um, so uh, I'm a dentist here in, here in the United States, uh, in Tennessee. I, um, I started a few practices back over the past, say, four to five years. Uh, and, and one of the practices that um, I really enjoyed was denture and implant practice. So it was a niche practice uh, just with dentures and implants, um, specifically like the all-in-four procedure. I don't know. Is that big in, uh, uh, over where you are? Yeah, it's like it's a little sexy at the minute. Like when people want yeah. full mouth implants, they want all on four. It's like the the you know you know you know like when people want clear aligners and they say they want Invisalign. It's kind of like that, except for implants. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and so it's, it's huge here too, right? And and so I guess I started at the exact right time. Um, went to zero, you know, uh, startup zero to five million dollars, and um, under two years in this new practice. And I, I was like, wow, I'm really onto something here. Um, so uh, long story short, we we've ended up opening quite a few of these um, across the country. Uh, we now have, I think, thirteen denture and implant specific practices in either ten or eleven different states. Um, continuing to open them up. Uh, and most of them are, uh, you know, focused on all on four. Um, so that's been a really fun thing that I've been doing. And then, uh, back to crypto, I just started talking to, uh, some of my friends about crypto. So I had two guys, um, uh, Peter Bolden and George Hariri and, and myself, we just, uh, we all are really into crypto. And so we started a podcast where literally all we do with no other intention other than just talking to each other about it and having fun. Um, and so I think that's how you found me is I'm, I think I posted a, a link to our podcast in the group and then, uh, yeah, that's how we got connected. Um, that's so I think cool. that's a, enough of a backstory. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And you know, the power of the internet and serendipity and all that stuff. And it's brought us together today to make this podcast and enlighten people to crypto and its wonders and its magic. And also just address what the hell is going on right now. Cause naturally, well, I say what the hell is going on, but really when you're a fan of crypto, you know that it goes through cycles. And actually this is the interesting part that those periodic cycles actually align with exactly what's happening right now in that we've got the bull market, massive hysteria, which usually lasts about a year. Then we've got this two year bear market afterwards, which if you take what's currently happening, and apply it historically, it's the same pattern repeating over and over again. At least that's the theory, right? But anyway, even if you 
didn't understand all of those things that I just said to the listener this is, if you didn't understand all the things that I've just said, Austin will offer his take as well because that will enlighten us further and allow us to, well, just get a handle on what's going on really. Yeah. So in in general, uh, with, with crypto and especially when it comes to like crypto and dentists or medical professionals is, um, when you see a lot of, a lot of dentists talking about crypto, um, you probably should not be considering buying crypto at that time for yourself. Um, and right now, you know, you're not seeing in any, any, uh, Facebook groups or podcasts or anything. No dentists are talking about crypto right now. Um, that's because of everything that's happened over the past 12 months. You know, there's been a lot of things that have kind of killed, um, just consumer confidence in the industry. Um, you know, a lot of things, uh, that have just, just been, been terrible, right? And it's been a bad look. Um, but right now, you know, when no one's talking about it, now is the time to be paying attention. Now is the time to be, uh, you know, watching what's going on and, and also, um, you know, accumulating, uh, if it's something you're interested in, accumulating your own position, you know, it doesn't even have to be a, a huge amount of your personal net worth, just, um, you know, getting off zero and starting to get acquainted with how to buy and sell crypto and how to hold it and secure it and store it and all those good things. Like now is the time to do it when no one else is talking about it. And the only thing people are saying about it right now is how bad it is and how it's a scam and how SPF has killed the industry and is never coming back and all these negative things. Those are all, whenever I see all that, that's a, a really, they're all positive in my mind. Cool, man. So how did you personally begin that journey into crypto? I know that you said that you purchased a little bit 2017, 2018. Yeah, yeah. So I um 2017, 2018, I, I just was kind of paying attention, watching what was going on. I didn't really have uh I had just finished dental school then. I had no money, so I wasn't really investing or anything. Um I, I had a little bit, but I was just watching what was going on. Um and then I kind of, you know, not a lot of interest there, but just kind of kept up with it and um you know, just whenever I saw new news stories about it, I'd read it. Uh, and then 2020 came around and I, uh, so had to close my, my practices obviously with, with COVID. Um, and I was closed for, I, I don't remember whatever was required here is like two months I was closed. Right. Uh, which was just wild to me, um, that I, <laughs> that I had to close. And so during, I obviously had a ton of free time. It was before, um, our, our first, uh, child was getting ready to be born. Um, and so I didn't have any kids and I just had tons of free time, uh, with me and my wife at home. And I kept on telling her every day, I was like, there's something right now that's going to change the world. That's really important. And I just need to figure out what it is. And like, I was just thinking and reading. And, and so I, uh, you know, I knew some about Bitcoin at that time, but, uh, something just made me start studying Bitcoin. Um, and I was just like, got really, really into it. And I was like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, this is what the world needs right now. Um, and I just became completely obsessed. And that's when I really started investing, um, which was obviously a great time. You know, it's, it's one of those things that if you invest at the right time in crypto, it's easier to get hooked because, uh, you know, I started buying Bitcoin at like, say, $3,000, $4,000, and I was buying a good amount. And then it went on that crazy bull run through 2021 and beginning of 2022. And so it was like my interest uh, happened to align with like a really good time, too. Um, and so over the past two years, I've just... Uh, you know, all of my free time, uh, I spend is just what I want to read about and learn about and, and use. And, uh, you know, now I have, um, are you familiar with D-Bank? It's, uh, like an Ethereum wallet tracker. I, I am not. Okay. So I like, I'm really deep in this stuff. And so I won't talk about it much, but I'm like, I'm top 50 in the world, uh, on D-Bank. It's like a 
like ranks Ethereum wallets based on like uh, use and just tons of different metrics. But like, I'm I'm really into it now. Okay, uh, that's what really I use all my free it. time. Like. Oh wow! Okay, respect, yeah. <laughs> respect my man. Tell me this. Tell me this. What was the one thing that tipped you over the edge so that you began to invest in crypto? Because for me, right, whenever I learned that it was deflationary, there was going to be less and less with being created with time and more and more cash being created continuously. Then what that made me realize was, was I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So even if not another person buys any Bitcoin whatsoever, by the sheer fact that there's going to be way more cash and that's going to continue to cause this inflationary upward pressure, then the theory is that that would drive the price. I was like, wow. So it's actually the fact that cash is so bad that drives all these asset prices as well as anything, as anything <laughs> else. So you might as well have some exposure to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear, not the family flipping house on Bitcoin, you know what I mean? But at least <laughs> some exposure to it. You know? Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wow, well, that's the tipping point for me. It makes sense now. Real quick, guys, I've put together a special report for dentists entitled The Seven Costly and Potentially Disastrous Mistakes That Dentists Make Whenever It Comes to Their Finances. Most of the time, dentists are going through these issues and they don't even necessarily realize that they're happening until they have their eyes opened. And that is the purpose of this report. You can go ahead and receive your free report by heading on over to www.dentistinvest.com forward slash podcast report. Or alternatively, you can download it using the link in the description. This report details these seven most common issues. However, most importantly, it also shows you how to fix them. Really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I probably had a similar similar realization, you know, back in 2020 uh, when the money printer was cranked on again and it just started... um, you know, lots of different monetary games were being played um, by the different governments around the world. And I'm like, okay, there's this weird game. So like, you know, kind of like we were talking earlier about like the adult game, like an adult game is like starting and growing a business or like, uh, and using money as like your high score, right? And as long as it's like, you have a healthy version of this game, then it's it's a great game to play. Um, However, when you're using dollars or whatever you may be using, whatever fiat currency you're using as your unit of account, you have these other people behind the scenes that are like changing the rules every single day on how the units of account work, right? And like they're creating tons of it and and giving it out to people and giving it to companies and like all these different uh, ways that where the game is kind of unfair, right? And you don't even know how it's unfair or what the rules are. And then with, with Bitcoin, I was like, wow, it's like, it's this new unit of account that every single person knows the exact rules. The rules can't be changed. And everyone has, like, it's a it's a much fairer game. And it's like, kind of like if you were playing, like, soccer, right? And, like, you know, if it, the rules of soccer are the same always. And so it's really fun. But imagine if, like, some random people change the rules of soccer every single time. Like, it wouldn't be very fun anymore because no one would know the rules. And it's the same with money, right? Like, uh, and when that hit me, I was like, Bitcoin is just a superior unit of account because the rules are set in stone they're fair everyone knows them everyone can see them and they can't change and when that hit me um it was just like one of the most profound things i've ever realized it's so simple but it was uh it just changed my mind about so many different things that's cool so that was that was the moment that was the tipping point that was like, you know, like, you know, like for me, everybody remembers where they are, right? I actually remember where I was, where I was reading that. I was on my bed and I was like, oh, wow, that is insane. Yeah. That is one of the biggest epiphanies about 
cat of all time, at least for me it was, and finance. Mm-hmm. When, when you know that, here's the thing, right? Here's the biggest thing to realize, right? I always used to think when it came to investing in any, like this is, let's include crypto in that, but also everything, right? Everything related to investing. I used to think that if you don't do anything, you're okay, <laughs> right? And when you actually start to do that stuff, it's risky. Actually, the greatest risk is to not be educated and be financially literate because you lose by default without doing anything because your cash never appreciates. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Boom. Epiphany. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. That was, that was like the big revelation for me. That was from a book over there, actually, on my, on my bookshelf. I'm just looking over my shoulder called How to Own the World by Andrew Craig. You ever read that book? Ah, I have not. I have not, but I, yeah, I need to look it up. <laughs> he's, been on, he's been on Dentistry Invest a few times, but yeah, that was the book that inspired my journey into finance. Oh, actually, on the topic of books, by the way, for everyone who's listening, we said, Austin and I said we just do this ad lib. Uh, before we came on so this is very much just whatever pops into our head but at the same time there'll be lots of lots of value because these are the cool things about crypto when we can just say them off the cuff what book would you recommend was there any books that you can recommend to someone who's brand new to crypto because i've got a ton of books everybody's heard my recommendations on the podcast so we need some fresh faces when it comes to recommendations what are your thoughts on that one austin yeah i think people have probably heard this recommendation before but for me the first one that i read and the one that like i think is like a great intro to bitcoin is the bitcoin standard um you know have you read that one the bit i have not that's not oh man yeah i I highly recommend that one yeah Yeah, the bitcoin standard it uh just like helps you start thinking about money differently right it's not even necessarily about crypto is it's just uh thinking about money differently Uh, i think it's a it's a really valuable skill really is just to kind of understand money at a deeper level than um just the surface level cool 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 here's a curveball well maybe not because you this might have come up on doctors and DeFi before probably at some point why do you think dentists specifically should educate themselves on crypto or do, ah, that's or a good do one. you at all yeah i definitely do um yeah, I think that dentists are just naturally higher income earners, right? And so they have um, extra money to invest. And so, you know, learning how to invest your money, I think, is really important from, you know, learning how to like manage your, your business and how to manage your personal finances. Um, I really treat my personal finances like a business. And so, like, I have a really strict set of rules around how I invest in crypto. Um, and I think, you know, the first step to investing in crypto is learning about it. You can't just, you can, you can just go out and buy Bitcoin or, or whatever. Um, but if you don't have the baseline understanding of why it's important uh, and just a baseline understanding of, of really what it is, then it's hard to have conviction because it is so volatile. Right. Uh, and so the, the easy thing to do is look at the price of Bitcoin, right? The hard thing to do is like understand why it's important. Um, and so understanding why it's important is, is necessary because, when the price goes from, you know, like it recently did from 70,000 to 15,000, you need to know why it's important to have the conviction to buy it at 15,000 instead of just following the news cycles and buying it at 70,000. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a worthwhile journey, even if you never, ever want to invest in any cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, anything, it's still a worthwhile journey. So you can learn just uh more about how money works, right? And inflation and, and deflation. And, um, you know, uh, just it, it, it sent me on a journey beyond just Bitcoin. Um, but, uh, and as far as just learning about how money works, I think it's super valuable. 
So valuable, honestly. And it's so easy. I feel that maybe at the start and something I used to be guilty of before I had any literacy on finance was to let the newspapers and headlines be my flipping investment thesis, okay? No one ever got rich from doing that. If anything, they remained where they were, right? And that definitely was what happened to me. And the whole purpose of newspapers is to be sensationalist and sell papers, not to make you money. And that's the most important thing to remember. And here's the thing. They treat the stock market the same as crypto. It's just that in terms of in terms of whenever there's a crash, the, the, the furore that happens from the media, right? It's just that crypto is so controversial. I feel like it's definitely more clickbait to write those sorts of articles that hit on it. Are you with me? At least that's my interest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, tell me this. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's the the daddy of the crypto space, naturally speaking. Bitcoin was the first. Do you think there's any merit in the other cryptos that have appeared since then? Ethereum and the smaller cryptos? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I think like when a new technology has um, been discovered or created or what you want to call it, um, how oftentimes is there only one application of that technology ever for the rest of the world? Uh, like, I feel like that's kind of like, if you only, if you say that Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency that ever matters, um, it's kind of a narrow view on just human ingenuity and, and what we can create. Um, so, uh, I'm a big believer in Ethereum, um, specifically and with my own personal investments, that's like my single largest, uh, investment in crypto is Ethereum actually over Bitcoin. I have, you know, it's, uh, about so out of my total 100% of my crypto investment, I have 40% Ethereum, 30% Bitcoin, and I actually have 30% in uh, other smaller uh, things, right? And, and uh, you know, who knows if that's a good decision or not, but I, what I do is I create these parameters that I invest in. And as long as I stay in those parameters, then, um, you know, I, I feel comfortable with the uh, amount of risk I'm taking on and, um, you know, uh, not getting caught up in in something new. Um, so yeah, I definitely think to answer your question, I definitely think that there uh, will be other things other than Bitcoin that are important. Well, there's all kinds of philosophies in the space. So obviously, Bitcoin is a daddy, and then the original, and then Ethereum came along somewhere after that. It wasn't the very first one that came along after Bitcoin. There were others. It's just it happened to be the most noteworthy one. And now you get the people who say actually Ethereum is the king, and Bitcoin is outdated and blah, blah, blah. And there's, there's all sorts of things. And I think the short answer is to say that literally no one the hell knows. Okay. So if you're going to have, that, that's literally it. Right? So if you're going to have, it's like when you're going to have exposure to the stock market, you, you buy, well, I wouldn't want to name products on this, but let's just say someone might reasonably argue that you could buy the S&P 500, right? And you could just, mm. plenty of people do that as their long-term investment thesis, right? because it diversifies for you or maybe an even maybe a fund that reflects an even larger basket of equities like the global stock market etc mm-hmm. you know and you're effectively diversified across every single company right so that thesis when applied to the crypto space is you have some bitcoin you have some ethereum and maybe you have a few altcoins just to boost returns that you cycle out of you've got to be careful with those things that's where the the trader more of a trader mentality comes in at least that's the philosophy that i've always come across but anyway we talked about your podcast just a minute ago doctors of DeFi, and mm-hmm. DeFi is an interesting one because there might be a few people listening who've yet to come across the term DeFi. so would you be able to articulate for those people what DeFi is yeah DeFi is short for decentralized finance and it was 
um, other than the ICO, which was kind of like the 2017, 2018, what they did on Ethereum, um, it was kind of the second use of Ethereum was decentralized finance. And so it was a way to use cryptocurrency and that it wasn't just transferring one token back and forth between another person, right? So like with Bitcoin, you can take a Bitcoin, you can send it to someone else and send it back, but there's not really a lot you can do. Um, with decentralized finance, uh, essentially Ethereum created a way to program um, these currencies, right? And so when I say program, I mean, uh, you know, you can deposit um, a token into um, a contract that allows you to like lend it to someone else or uh, to create another token with it or all these different things you can do with your cryptocurrency. And so it just, it gave it a use case beyond just sending it back and forth. Um, and so now decentralized finance, that was probably back in 2019, 2020, when it first started to become a thing. Um, and it's something that's just really boomed over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's had a boom, it's had a bust, um, but it's still around. And it's it's the area that I'm really interested in. Um, and it's just, it's fun to me, uh, you know, playing with all the different things that are being built on Ethereum and other uh, smart contract platforms like Solana, I'm sure people have heard of, or, uh, uh, you know, there's Avalanche or all these other ones. Um, and so I just, it's just a really interesting area. Um, and it actually has users and people building products and building applications and, uh, you know, it's exciting. Um, so that's, that's what I pay attention to a lot these days. That's cool, man. So it's safe to say long-term for the space, you're a believer of 110%. And then in addition, as well as that, there'll be a lot of dentists out there listening to this who are skeptical of crypto and naturally it won't be for everyone. And I'm the first person to say that. And I will always caveat no matter what we say about investing, ultimately no one knows. The one thing to remember about investing is that the only guarantee is that if you do nothing, you'll never get, <laughs> you'll never actually appreciate your wealth. That's the, that's the only guarantee, right? So all of a sudden, everything else that looks that much more appealing. Now, within that, within that perspective, some people will begin to think, okay, wow, so I need to begin to think how I can appreciate my money. Do I use crypto as part of my portfolio? Do I go all in? I would not encourage that. So let's just <laughs> roll back from anybody who's listening. I definitely think it should be, in my opinion, part of your portfolio, right? So to those skeptics, to the people who are like, nah, it's going to fail, blah, blah, blah. What do you say to those people? What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, you should only invest what you're willing to lose, right? I mean, it, it's still a really speculative in industry. Um and uh, kind of like I was saying earlier, I have very like strict parameters around what I will invest, right? And so that that helps keep you from following like the hype or the news stories or whatever. And so, you know, if this is something that, that you're interested in and, and interested in starting to dabble with, pick a set percentage of your liquid net worth um, that you have to invest and say, okay, over the next 12 months, I'd like to have this percentage of my net worth invested into this asset class. Um, and it's going to be different for everyone, right? You know, some people, it might be 1%, some people, it might be uh, higher than that, but just pick your percentage um, and do it, you know, uh, for mine, mine's obviously a lot higher than um, I would recommend for anyone else because it's an area that I spend a lot of time on and I, I feel like I I know a lot about. Um, and I also, you know, uh, have income from, you know, my my businesses and everything to where if uh, the asset class goes to zero, that's okay. I'll consider it a, a, a learning lesson and I will not regret um, any of my investments because of what I've gained along the way. Um, and so just being, being comfortable with, 
uh, everything you put in going to close to zero is, is kind of a, a first step for sure. <laughs> yeah. 100%. What sort of themes do you see developing in the space? What are you watching right now? Given that you're someone who's got their flipping finger on their pulse, given that your podcast is quite literally on this stuff, what sort of things do you see popping up that you've definitely, you're definitely getting excited about? Uh, yeah. One thing I've really been paying a lot of attention to lately is decentralized social. Um, so, uh, you know, using, um, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but you can basically use a cryptocurrency to have, um, a decentralized social account. Uh, so instead of having like a Facebook account or a Twitter account or an Instagram account, you can have one single account. And then if, um, all the people that, that build applications, um, around that account, you can, you can take your users and your followers and your content between tons of different applications. So like, uh, uh, you could have like a Twitter and then a Reddit and an Instagram and all of your followers, all your content, all your everything goes between them all. Um, and so I think that's really powerful one. And then two, just with everything, you know, going on with, with Twitter and, um, uh, the censoring of, of information. And, you know, I know Elon Musk is trying to, trying to stop that, but, you know, if there's a centralized actor, they're always going to be pressured into censoring, right. Whether it be from advertisers or, or governments or whoever it's, it's really hard to have like a truly open and free, um, dialogue on a centralized social media company. Um, so, yeah, decentralized social media is the, I think that's the the trend that I'm really watching over this year or the next year. And I think it's something really interesting and exciting um, and a new potential use case of crypto. You know, there's Bitcoin first and there's Ethereum with smart contracts and, and decentralized finance. And I think, you know, one of the next use cases could be this decentralized social media use case. It's a really important thing, I think, that it needs to be solved. That's cool. I know this is only vaguely related, but have you seen that thing, chat? GPT. I think probably everybody has by this point. That is, oh yeah, that is really crazy. People and people use it to make their content now. So for anybody who doesn't know, this is an AI chatbot. And honestly, go and talk to this thing. It's called like www.chatgpt.com, something like that. If you Google it, it's going to come up. And basically, talk to it for about ten minutes and see if you can figure out whether it's a human or a robot. Okay. But spoiler alert, it is actually a robot, but that's how convincing it is. It's absolutely not. My my friend messaged me and he was like, uh, oh yeah, uh, you should see this chat bot. Have a look at it. Let's let's look at it together. So we, we like looked at it together and he was like, he typed in this thing and it was he said something along the lines of, make a joke out of an avocado and a wombat and you know, like a sausage dog, okay? And do it <laughs> in the voice of Dr. Dre, okay, right? And I was like, no way. <laughs> This thing just started in right there, there and then, seamlessly just started making this joke up. And it was like, hey, it's your boy, Dr. Dre. But first of all, let me tell you about my avocado. <laughs> well, joke up. It was unbelievable. But anyway, the reason why it's vaguely related is that people use it to make content for socials. And then obviously this mm-hmm. is the evolution of socials that you're talking about as well. And it, this, things are going to get really wacky these next five years you know, from our 2022 brains, you know, what we consider to be real, you know, like the, the, the rate of advancement of technology is just going to, it's just, it already is nuts. Like science fiction from when I was, you know, 15 is now real, like virtual reality headsets, etc. Mm-hmm. Crypto is part of that. You know, if crypto is going to die, I think it would be dead already. You know what I mean? It's yeah, gonna be absolutely. You know, it's, it, something doesn't last how many years, 14 years, and then just flip and fade into oblivion. 
right? At least in my opinion, at least on, okay, put it like this. No one knows for sure, but it's on balance of probabilities, right? That's what I think. Yeah, for sure. The chat GPT was like, I remember my first time using it. It was like a, a really memorable experience. You know, I think like throughout my life, I've had a few like memorable technology experiences. Like I remember in high school, I got my first iPhone. Um, and I remember the first time using that iPhone was like a moment you'll never forget. I have the original right here. It's I've got it too. Yeah. I have it in kid. my office. I'll never get rid of it. <laughs> I was that kid. Yeah. No, and no one could believe it. Like it was so nuts compared to Nokia 3310s and things. Anyway, sorry for jumping in. You were you were saying. Yeah, I love that. I've got my I've got mine in my drawer right next to me. I'll never get rid of that original iPhone. Um, but that was just a magical moment that I'll I always remember. And then actually the, the uh, I got a Tesla a few years ago and like my first time driving that car, I was like, this is like an experience. Uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of like getting my first iPhone. And then when I used chat GPT, I kind of had that same feeling. Um, it was, it was kind of magical. It was like, it was the first time where I ever was having a conversation with a computer, like a, a machine, right? You're having a conversation and it's like, it feels real. And, you know, at first you use it for like, uh, entertaining things like you were talking about. And then it's like, you know, how could you use it? It's like, Oh, well, you could do it for the description of this podcast instead of you spending 10 minutes trying to write a description of the podcast. You could just say, Hey, chat, chat GPT, uh, make a description of a podcast of two dentists talking about crypto. And you know, they'll split out with a couple of prompts, a better description than I could do. Right. Um, and that's and so, so it's really cool. <laughs> that's the level of ability it has. It's, it's unbelievable. It's actually, it's like a really funny, witty, humorous, intelligent person. Okay. Except it's a robot, you know, and it can just come up with this stuff off the cuff. But anyway, that, that, I suppose that's only loosely related to crypto. Okay, tell me this. Crypto price prediction. We try to stay away from these things. Crypto price prediction 2024 for Bitcoin. Let's go. Twenty. So sometime in 2024? Mm, yeah, I suppose what I mean is, uh, you know, the next bull market. Actually, no, that's mm. not true because that'll be 2025. 2025, next bull market peak. What are your thoughts? Next Everybody bull was market like 200K, peak. 200K this time. Yeah, I would say... Uh, at the peak of the next bull market. So yeah, sometime 2025 around then for Bitcoin, I would say probably let's go with a peak of 175. Um, I like that. How cool is it going to be when we listen to this podcast again? And let me do the math here. Three years time. No, two years time. Two years. Yeah. Time, that's potentially happened. That would be really wacky. Who knows? But like I say, I'm always, here's, here's what Dentsu Invest does differently. And it's to portray the responsible message around crypto, which is to not go wacky and go all in like the Twitter trading, trading gurus mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. It's just to realize that actually when you do it correctly, where the portion of your portfolio and you write out the tough bits because the tough bits come, there is scope there to boost your overall net worth. Mm. Absolutely. And responsible investing in crypto, I think personally is Bitcoin and Ethereum, only those two. Um, small percentage, whatever you're comfortable losing. And if you, if you stay in those parameters, I think where people get in trouble is investing more than they can afford, having too high of a percentage of their personal net worth in it, and then going out into altcoins and small, you know, really small cap um, crypto without having any knowledge of what they're doing. Um, that's Those are the ways you really get burned. And if you can avoid those, you know. Uh, you'll be better off for sure. <laughs> and those are the ones that make the headlines as well, right? And then everybody just 
stereotypes or projects that onto the whole space. But yeah, anyway, Austin, you've been so generous with your time today. Thank you so much. I know that your podcast, Doctors of DeFi, is out there as well. Maybe it might be nice for anybody who's listening if you could just tell us where we can find out a little bit more about you. Yeah, yeah. You can listen to our podcast, Doctors of DeFi, um, or other podcasts that's actually about dentistry shared practices. Um, if you want to listen to something actually about dentistry, but the Doctors of DeFi is only about crypto. Um, and it's just me and two other guys. Uh, we just um talk about, you know, current topics and and what our thoughts are. And really, uh, it's just, you know, three guys having a fun conversation about crypto, 30 minutes each comes out once a week. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, some episodes are better than others. We just started it recently and we're, we're getting better. So if you listen to the first episodes, they're probably not very good, but I think we're starting to get okay now. Um, so if anyone wants to listen, you know, I'd, uh, go ahead. We're not really doing anything with it other than talking. So don't expect too much. <laughs> okay, cool. Good stuff. Thank you so much. So three dudes shooting the breeze on crypto doctors of DeFi. I'm going to check it out. Thank you for that. Austin, thank you so much for your time today, my friend, all the way from Tennessee, uh, just starting your day, whereas we're just ending our day over here. Thank you so much for your time once again, and we'll catch up really, really, really soon. That yeah, was great talking to you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.